and welcome to episode seven of the Bible Unmasked season two. I am Elizabeth Thomas. Dexter Thomas. And we are so glad you've joined us again. And we are so excited to have guests with us today. As usual, we have um, Jennifer and Marco Amodeo. And I hope I pronounced their name correctly. And it's so good to see them again. I haven't seen them in I don't know how long. And yes. it's just good to see familiar faces again. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's Thank good you. to see you guys too. It's been a while. Yes. <laughs> too long. Yes. Okay. Yes, Marco. Um, so um, Pastor Dexter here. Um, what well, we are in season two, and we've been rolling this for a few weeks now, but why don't you just explain to us a little bit again of how it's different from season one and what we're going to be doing today. So in season two, we're studying the Bible through themes, and I've picked motivating practical themes, meaning I, I want to show how the Bible relates to our everyday life, how it's relevant, how it's useful, how you can read the Bible at a at a season in your life and have it speak to that particular season. Um, so the book of Ruth, the theme we're studying is um, handling losses, preparing for new beginnings. And the reason we chose Jennifer and Marco is not because they look like us as a couple. Uh, and it's not just because we like them incredibly a lot, but it's because they have had a lot of transitions. I mean, right now, Jennifer is recording from um, NASA. Yeah. Marco is recording in Plantation, but just coming back from Italy. And in a few days, he's off to Turkey. I just told everybody all of your business. Um, Marco is Italian. Jennifer is Antiguan. I never hold that against her. Um, Please don't. <laughs> 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 and um, but they've had a lot of transitions. They, you know, they lived in Antigua, they lived in Italy, they they they're now in South Florida. Um, they were moving back to Italy a few years ago. So transitions and and so I, I see a lot of correlation, a lot of similarities with some of the transitions Ruth and Naomi had with their journey. And I'm excited to dive in and hear them break down some of the relevant passages that speaks to their life. Okay, before we get started here, let's have a word of prayer. Father in heaven, we are so thankful that we can come together and that we can again um, talk about you and your word and in our own stories also. And we invite your presence here for those who are listening also that they may um, gain new understandings and grow in their walk with you. We thank you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So you want to grab your Bibles and turn to the book of Ruth and mm -hmm. turn to chapter 1 and verse 1. And here we're setting the stage as to what is happening here in the book of Ruth. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. So a man from Bethlehem and Judah, together with his wife and two sons, went to live for a while in the country of Moab. So we can gather um, a point here from that, and that is to not don't make major moves at the time you're suffering major losses. And that would be like an ideal situation here. So our question is, how could you keep from making major decisions in times of famine and grief? Yeah, uh, it's, it's funny. Marco and I were just 
uh, trashing this out and he gave me such a good challenge so doing grief counseling we always counsel people if you suffer a death a major loss um you know like the death of a spouse don't try to get married Remar don't remarry in, in three months you know um don't go trying to buy a house because your mind would be clouded um the grief takes up so much of our emotion takes up a lot of space a lot of our energy and you don't want to make decisions from that place where you are depressed where you're deeply um you're struggling but but mm -hmm. the, ch the challenge marco dropped on me is like but they were moving for betterment and and then um when she returned she probably was still grieving but the return was a good move and i, I you you have me stuck marco but but let, let me say this let me give some context of the book Ruth happened in the time of the judges. And if you all remember, in the time of the judges, the Bible says everybody did what was right in their own eyes. So there was chaos, anarchy. There mm -hmm. was living any old way. And, and famines biblically usually happen because of disobedience to the Lord. Right? Mm -hmm. So what they should have done, what they should have done, Marco Jennifer, is they should have been praying. They should have mm -hmm. pulled together people and say, hey, let's pray and reverse this. And they lived in Bethlehem which means the house of bread. So there's an immediate oxymoron. There was no bread in the house of bread. And it was mm -hmm. because they were not connecting to the living bread. So if they had reconnected, then I believe that situation would have been changed. So in essence, my interpretation of, of, of this move is they just ran. They looked for the easy way out and they went to Moab, a place where they had to raise their kids where they would not hear the name of God, where they will not be able to find a synagogue and worship like they did back in Jerusalem, in Bethlehem, you know? So in, from my, in my reckoning, the move was, was bad all over and they lost everything in the move, which yeah. biblically was also a sign of God's disfavor. It doesn't always mean that, but generally that's how they would have interpreted um, this move and that experience. All right, so why don't we dive into question two? Okay. That's some good background. Okay. So let's go to verse seven now of chapter one. With her two daughters-in-law, she left the place where she had been living and set out on the road that would take them back to the land of Judah. Okay, so here um, we have that... Um, the husband, the father, I guess, and the two sons, they had passed away. And now after they are going back to Judah. So our question is, why do we experience the same unpleasant results in our lives without doing anything about them? Mm -hmm. Somebody says insanity. Y'all finish that for me. Is doing the same thing. The same thing. Over and yeah. over again. Expecting it. With the same out. result. Exactly. Yeah. And people say, if you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to keep getting what you're getting. Um, so you, you, you can't expect change by standing still. However, however, what people don't teach us is how do you get the courage and the strength to embrace change? How do you do something? How do you learn to do something different? How do you think differently in order to experience something different? That, that people don't teach us that. They give us the cliche, you know? They give us the mm -hmm. thing, but they don't teach us. So, so I, you know, so you guys have moved for several reasons. I think this this question might be a jumping in spot for you, 
Um, how did you muster up the courage to change? What, what circumstances led you to say, you know what? We need to experience something different and we can't experience it where we are. We need to change. If I may jump in um, before you, Marco. Sure. Uh, it's, I was thinking about this the, the entire time you were speaking, the entire time, yeah, you both were speaking. And um, with regards to moving and, and change and experiencing change, you know, one of the, the important things for me, and Marco and I had different views on this, the mo one of the most important things for me was that my children can have a Christian education. Oh, yeah. And it seemed like a stupid thing, honestly, because education in Italy is basically free all the way to university. And I remember when we moved here and someone said to me, why would you want to send your daughter to FLA? Now you know where she went, um, FLA, and um, paying so much money when she can get a better education going to a public school in the area. And I said, you know, and I said, well, if I wanted her to go to a public school, I'd stay back in Italy. She'd remain in Italy where she'd get the education for free, you know. Um, so, yeah, for me, the, the, the move wasn't difficult when I thought about what I was searching for for my children. So in, in reality, Jennifer, you did kind of opposite from what um, Amelalek and, and, and did with his family. Yeah. You, know, you kind of needed, you left more basically, and you, you basically came to Bethlehem. You came to a place where God's name would be heard, where the Bible would be read. And listen, man, you're a woman of steel. I've always known that. Now, now let me drill down a little bit. You making that move, did you have like a stash of money, like a bunch of big time Euro dollars just sitting, waiting to just pay for your tuition four years straight? No, in fact, um, we didn't. And I remember my brother saying to me, you need to speak. The, how much are they charging you? And when I told him, he's like, you need to talk to them so they can give you a discount. Now, I didn't know anything about, you know, the way things work here in the U.S. and stuff. And I was just so embarrassed. Like, oh, I can't do that. Absolutely not. I've learned, though. I have learned. He taught me well. But, I have but, learned. So I guess what gave you that extra oomph, knowing that financially, you may not have been able to pull everything off. Or did you leave without knowing how much it would really cost? You just stepped out in faith and then you figured it out as you went along. Some of it was figured out, but most of it, I knew what I was getting into. I don't know if Marco knew what he was getting into, but I knew what I really was, that the, the family was getting into. But I remembered my mom, um, she had passed away prior to us moving here. And she always said, you know, even if it kills me, I'm going to get the best possible Christian education for you too. Wow. Possible. The best possible. Doesn't mean it's the best, but it's the best possible. And so I figured, well, if she could have done it being a single mom, then I can do it being a mom with a husband. So Marco didn't know what he was getting into. So you missed the man. I think he understood 100%. Of course, he was there, but he didn't quite understand that part. So what, once again, you, you, you led him astray. Once again, I, as the 
Good old Antiguan Jamaican. Yeah, I did. Let me say something here. Um, so Jennifer is referring to the last of one of our move. That's uh, true. Was, That's uh, true. About eight, nine years ago. We have done, I think if I put them together, there may be about uh, at least five big moves. Mm -hmm. Wow. Different continents and places. But um, yes, I do agree that I was less aware of where we were going than Jennifer because of my culture and my uh, uh, growing up in Italy and different, you know, again, different education. Um, although being in a Christian, I knew that um, we needed a lot of faith and we needed a lot of prayer. And we did pray a lot um, until we were confident enough that something was going to happen. Um, we didn't have money to move uh, at all. We, <laughs> I remember the way we moved to the States was really, really a miracle. Um, I, I was looking for a project to do and we were start, we were uh, really close to start uh, Asian Arik school in the States, especially Arik because uh, it, it was f before Asia. And, and um, yeah, and I got this opportunity to do this project here in Florida and Arik uh, school and, uh, um, and, and Jennifer's brother were in Florida. And, and so right here in, in about 10 miles range, uh, this can only be prayer and, and miracle. Wow. wow. So, 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 so in other words, God dropped some breadcrumbs for you to follow um, to, to kind of confirm the decision to, to move, that, that sense of this is the right thing to do. Yes. And then we were trying on our own to do, you know, everything to move because we knew it was a, a positive, positive thing for, for, for all of us. And, and then happen like like I say, but I wanted to say that you know when you when you move there is a lot of uh, consideration around you. It's not just uh, you, your family, and the money you have. You know you have a lot of uh, material things. You have a uh, even very simple thing, a car. You're gonna have to get another car. You're gonna have to have a, 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 you know a, another. I mean everything. You're gonna have to change it. So i think jenny and i have been if nothing else uh, very good in this uh, we have been uh, probably even too much but uh, able to uh, jump on um, with faith and prayer because we never did anything without praying but jump on a new opportunity on a new adventure and uh, yeah we did that uh, quite a lot i would say you know you and, and I, you guys are such a miracle couple because now, professionally, Jennifer, you um you you run a shipping company, and Marco, you you work at the at the shipyards with yachts, right? Am I describing your professions correctly? Uh, You're almost there. <laughs> Very close, but I, I, yeah, I'm a I'm a yacht consultant. I don't work for any shipper. I work for clients that want to build yacht. And, and Jennifer, she's a yacht agent. Oh which wow! Is the yacht uh, in general for any logistic uh, needs yeah i i have been praying for a couple of years for you to sell a yacht so you can take me to the most expensive restaurant you know just to celebrate just to celebrate that big that big seven figure income you're gonna get <laughs> all right so let's dive praying. i'm still praying <laughs> let's dive to the third question okay this was good yes let's go to verse eight now of chapter one 
Then Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, go back, each of you, to your mother's home. May the Lord show you kindness as you have shown to your dead husbands and to me. So our point here is moving on from our old life and friendship with grace. What are the healthiest ways to say goodbye to your old life and relationships? Mm -hmm. This is a good I'm one. I'm shaking my head. I'm shaking my head jumpy. so much. Jumpy, jumpy, Jay. Oh my gosh. I mean, that question, it's, um, it's a tough one. I did say to you, you know, I'm going to have to deal with my demons no? <laughs> and that was the question because moving on from our old life and friendships with grace, it's not the easiest thing to do, you know? Um, so I left well, not I, but Marco and I, we left Antigua and we moved to Italy. Then we moved back from Italy to Antigua. Then we moved back from Antigua to Italy. And oh, now wow. we're here. Okay. So those were all the transitions. And then we moved from one place to the next in Italy um, a couple of times, I think. And you always make friends. So I say to people all the time that I've had a couple, at least a couple of lives where my womanhood and I say womanhood because meaning I was a mom not that I I, I had my children at the time but becoming a, an adult so to speak with my children that's in Italy and the people that I know there I can't forget them and I can't not be close to them because they were there for my womanhood wow the people back at home in Antigua and I say at home even though I haven't been for a while um, they know me as a child and it's so hard to separate it. It, it. I would love for all of it to converge together, but unfortunately I can't do that because I did move. Um, but I miss both, you know, being here, I'm kind of in limbo between both. And I talk about both to people here and I don't know if I've moved on with grace. I try to remember the good I try to, to be in contact um, with those people and things. I remember when I was in Italy, for me to, to feel like I was home, there were times I became very, very homesick. And there was nothing familiar about home, home meaning Antigua. So I'd get on a plane and go to London. I'd leave really early. There was a 6 a.m. flight. I'd go to London to a very small airport, Stansted Airport, get on a, a bus that I paid a little bit of money, go to where they had the Olympics a few years ago, there's a mall there, and go have Jamaican food. Listen. Because it was the closest thing to Antiguan stuff that I could get. I wanted bun and cheese, I wanted rock cake, Listen. you know, I wanted a fried dumpling because I couldn't make it to save my own life. Um, and then I'd go back home you know, with my bag full and introduce my, not introduce, but reintroduce my children to that stuff. And I'd do that maybe once every six weeks so I could reconnect with what I right. know as right. home and familiar. So how do you move on from your old life? Um, yeah. I, you don't. <laughs> right, right. But, but you know, you know, Jennifer, Wow, you, you listen, man, goosebumps as you were sharing, powerful. And let me tell you why I was moved because 
it helps us. This is this is why I love studying the Bible with these themes and trying to make it relevant and practical to our day-to-day experiences. It helps us value the decision Ruth and offer had yes. to make. Yeah, so, yes. so offer saying eventually, no thanks. You know, sometimes we say, well, she's she's a heathen or whatever it is. No, it's 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 real hard. So so yes. then, you, then you understand. Ruth was, you know, there's a joke I make with, with all the people that I know, the, the ladies that, that's named Ruth. I said, hey, Ruth, when you're not here, it's ruthless, right? That's a joke. That's a joke, everybody. <laughs> but Ruth had a, a ruthless, dogged determination to connect with God in the land where his name was praised. She saw, she saw God, a picture of God, through a broken, discouraged Naomi that was good enough to hook her so mm-hmm. that she could say, your people is gonna be my people. And, and, and no, no, so, so I think you're helping me to value the difficulty with, move, with moving. The, 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 reason I, the reason I spoke about um, with this question, you know, goodbyes are generally difficult. Yes. Because some people are so uncomfortable facing that the relationship is gonna change that they sometimes would blow things up, deliberately sabotage the relationship, start acting badly because they don't know how to grieve the loss of those, of the familiar. Um, and your journey is pretty practical and, and, and really powerful. But I know living in Florida, you have all the bun and cheese you want. <laughs> no, all- actually, actually, now I can make, you know, my grandmother used to say, force makes water go up the hill. So when I realized, okay, bun and cheese, that was not, the Jamaican bun and cheese wasn't ours. So I had to learn and I learned really quickly. Perfect. Liz, you wanted to share about anything? Well, no, I I just appreciated you sharing there because a lot of that resonated with me. And um, I'm like, oh, I need to talk to you more. Yeah. Um, you know, I've had, um, moving down here, it has been an experience for me and, and a lot of, um, you know, homesick feeling, I guess, even though I'm Mm -hmm. still in North America, but I grew up very, very much with a Dutch upbringing as well. And so there's not a lot of that here so much. Um, I don't know, there's just, but there's other aspects too that not just culture, but other things too that I'm sure um, you know you miss your family, your friends, exactly, and just the people, the community that you start to have around you who kind of just know you for you and are there to support you, and then now you're suddenly in a place where it's like nobody knows you and they don't know you for you, kind of, and um, yeah, so it's um. I definitely resonated with what you said and it's, and it's adjustment and I don't know how you do get over it. You just kind of keep going one day at a time, I guess, and be exactly. like, okay, this is what I'm going to do today. And that's what you do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Marco, what, what worked for you? Did you, do you miss anything besides your, your parents? Cause I know you're, you're, you know, you're able to hook up with your mom recently. Yeah. Um, try, try to give the woman a heart attack by surprising her she should spank you um, but what, yes. what, what was your struggle with with what did you leave behind that you grieved a bit over in, in that sense um yeah obviously friends uh and family is um 
it's an art, um, you know, it's an art uh, things to, to, to leave behind. But I also realized that, um, and, that and that's the good part of, uh, if we want to say, um, living, you know, family and people, uh, is that when I go back uh, to, to places that I live with uh, at, and, uh, you know, they, they, they all, um, um, they, 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 they all remember good things, you know, and, and, and it helps to, to get over those times where you have nobody or no families. Yeah, like, you know, I, I tell you things that always happen to me, and this explain how you can live. You can live an impact, uh, you know, with, with people where you're going. Uh, when I go back to my town, which is a very small town, everybody knows me for uh, Jennifer Husband, and I was born in that city. And oh, and, and, uh, and and every time I think and I tell Jenny, hey, you you know, you left um, a big mark in this place. Uh, call it Mark, call it, uh, you know, legacy, call it uh, whatever you left impressed on people. Uh, it's joyful to see back on, on me. You know, they, they remember me more for Jennifer. And, and, and that's and that's also a good thing, which make me understand that when you, uh, although you leave family and friends, you always have to um, remember to leave a positive, um, you know, positive um, um reminder of you in a way wow. yeah wow wow jenny you can't ask for a bigger affirmation hurry up hurry up and come back from the bahamas please <laughs> wow all right liz what's what's our final question what's our final question okay our final question is going still in chapter one to verse 18 um reading when naomi realized that ruth was determined to go with her she stopped urging her so here's the point, courage to leave the familiar. And our question, what gives you strength and courage to leave the familiar? Wow, wow. And I think we've kind of answered this. Like, like, like Jennifer, you said the, the vision of a Christian education. You knew the morals and the values that you wanted your, your, your kids to grow up with that you, that you just couldn't find in Italy. Uh, so that mm -hmm. vision that propelled you? Is, it, is there anything else from any one of us that, that would give us the courage to really pick up and move and leave? That's basically it. And But I, I, something came to my mind. Also, the, the, especially now in modern days, um, the, the, the knowledge that we will meet again. You know? So um, I'm encouraged, even though I have to leave the familiar, that I will be able to, to meet those people, see those things, um, re, re, I don't know, reconnect with those smells and whatever. Um, it does, at least for me, it gives me the courage or at least it makes me feel happy to know that I'm going to be able to once again right. be in that position to see, smell, hear, and so on and so forth. Love it. Love it. You know, when Marco shared about you having a, such an impact in his village where he grew up, it kind of reminded me of the statement that says, history has nothing to say about people who saw things and left mm. them at home. 
history only speaks about um, you know change makers, and you're you're definitely both of you guys are, are definitely change makers. But I think one of the courage to leave the familiar is not just the vision, but it's mm -hmm. but, but it's also who you could become. Sometimes you never tap into your potential, the greatness that God has embedded in all of us. You never yes. tap into that until you step forward to see yes. the, the Red Sea party. Because you, you think about Ruth, she made this ferocious, crazy decision following this depressed, broken lady that mm -hmm. knew a God who created everything. She took that risk, entered Bethlehem, as a widow and Naomi warned her Naomi said look even if I have kids at my old age are you gonna wait 20 years you know to marry them you're mm -hmm. not gonna do that They're, Naomi you know I, I love me some Naomi because she was straight up real mm -hmm. she kept it real with those girls she's like look there's nothing here for you and, and it's at a time when a woman depended on a man for everything you're going to be very vulnerable. You're you're a widow. You're you're you know you're single. Ruth is like I don't care. I don't care. The little that I have seen of your God, I want Him and I want to be in a place where He's worshipped. And look what God did. Not only yeah. did she not only did she get herself a sugar daddy, and she wasn't a gold digger. <laughs> but look, her grand, her great grandson became. Mm -hmm. Israel's greatest king, yes. who, who later, who, who, whose descendant became our savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Yeah. So, so That's my, powerful. my encouragement to all of us, my encouragement to all of us, like Jennifer shared, think about the big pity vision. Think about the fact that you could still reconnect. You can still bring comfort with you in some kind of way, but stepping out on faith, do it rough, do it harsh. You know, it, it's it's gonna pay dividends in the in the name of Jesus. That's my encouragement Amen. to yes, all of sir. us. All of us. Any final thoughts or remark before I introduce the next episode? From, from uh, quick um quick things that I would like to say when when you know besides moving, but also especially when you move, uh, you know, always prayer, obviously yeah. for guidance. And courage, yes. yes. Courage, we need to have courage. We need to try. Sometimes it's very difficult to leave things that we know they are working, we know they are fine, we know we are happy. Uh, we need to try also to move forward with other things that we may don't know, but we have to uh, explore because they're going to give us, if uh, the Lord the guide us with the Spirit, they're going to give us more, uh, much more than what we have now, and we feel safe. Wow. Wow. I, and I have a, a side note to add that I almost forgot. I, I don't know if you guys realize, who you think it's generally easier for moving and uprooting and moving, uh, a man or a woman? Who is it easier for? Who has the harder time generally? I'll answer for you. It's uh, Yeah, I was going to say the women tend to have the more difficult time but it also, it seems as though the men don't have a hard time, but they do. They just don't talk about it. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Marco, that well, was for you. <laughs> I surely had uh, hard times. Uh, and, and probably, yes, I hide it uh, sometime. But 
you know, I think it's it's um, it's an equal difficulty, really. You know, we all have our own view, but uh, it's it's always a difficult um, process in a way. Yeah. Wow, good stuff. So, guys, our um, Jennifer and Marco, you guys are such heavy hitters. Um, thank you again for taking this time. You know, you guys have been traveling, and you still took the time to share with the Bible Unmasked community. Ladies and gentlemen, our next theme, our next theme, we're going to skip a couple of books and we're going to be doing A Cause Greater Than Survival. And um, the, the, the founder, the initiator, the one who gave birth to Bible Unmasked, Cassandra and Eduardo would be sharing from that powerful theme from the book of Ezra. That's going to be episode eight. So you, you've got to stick with us so that the blessings could be deposited into your heart and into your spirit. Yes. Thank you again um, to Jennifer and Marco. It's been a gift having you here. Thank you to our viewers also. And we are going to close now with prayer. And we want to invite you also to remember to invite your friends and your family to join in at Plantation sda.tv or on our youtube channel and um, share this with your friends to watch it that they may be blessed also let's close with prayer now and i'll ask jennifer if she could pray for us please okay let us pray dear god we thank you so much for the blessings that you've given to us even though we are not deserving Thank you for giving us the courage to move when when you are, uh, are, are telling us, whispering in our ears that we do need to move. Thank you, dear God, for the people that surround us to help us to to deal with these new changes um, during, a t during um, the time of famine and grief <laughs> and even times when there is no famine or grief. We ask that you will bless this Bible on mask series, these Bible on mask series and um, that they may be a blessing to someone out there who is searching and trying to know you better. In your precious name we pray, amen. Amen, amen. hallelujah.